squared by Silvio P. That's me and E. Marquez. And we do phenomenal ethics. What's up, y'all? P.E. Squared, Phenomenal Epics, back again. Yeah, we know, we know. We're trying to do two shows a week, but all of a sudden, it's four, five, six. I understand. Don't worry, phenoms. We're going to simmer down. But we, we just got a lot of shit to talk about. And before I, we talk about that and we introduce our guest, yes, we have some special, special individuals today. From my past and, my, and from my part of the world, um... Before we do all that, we got to bring in the man, the myth, the legend. Silvio, what's going on, kid? How you feeling, bro? What What is going on with you, man? What's happening, man? What's going on? Uh, things are good. Uh, for the most part, you know, just dealing with life. Had a death in the family recently that uh, hit home, uh, especially with the COVID. Uh, but her memory uh, will live on. And, you know, bro. You know, that's what's important. Sorry to hear that, bro. Sorry to hear that. But I'm over here all high and all like, yes. And, and then you, you, you just magically just understand how to grab my left testicle and just squeeze it and just you know, bring got, me down back to, you know, what's wrong with you sometimes, we got, bro? We got we to gotta check in, though. The reality is oh, what it is, man. God, but, we do but this for no reality. We do this to mess around. And then you want to bring me back to like, Chicago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, man. All right. So let's pick it back up. Let's pick it back. But everything good with you personally? Everything? You cut the you cut the grass, did the roof, all that? Hey, suburban life is treating me just fine, man. More the grass suburban is, life. The grass is burnt out because of the sun, and, and we're getting a little bit of water. So That's what's up, bro. Uh, you know, the plants, will, the plants will make you smile soon enough. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll cut you a couple of flowers, uh, put them in that neat, nice little quaff you got going on look at that hair man you, you shower today my man you know what, bro i was waiting i was counting the minutes on the recorder here until you're you gonna say something because i know it's about you know that time I mean? for you to shave all your stuff off right you got and your head that's true it's true yeah it's, it's, it's starting to the, the the widow's peak is starting to peek into the bald spot and it's like oh <laughs> hey so uh let's let let's let the phenoms know what we got going today today we got one of my closest and one of my uh, mentors, basically, uh, Mike, he is a self-made man. He has lived all up in Chicago, all in the burbs, has done a whole bunch of things. He, um, he'll let us know. He'll, he'll, he'll give us his opinion on the world today and how he became and what made him what he is today. And we also have another man from my past. Um, high school buddy, super legend, world traveler, aka it would be like Carlos San Diego, um, Tony, and these two individuals uh, are gonna join us today, and we're just gonna chat it up and see how they're doing. So we'll be right back to introduce them and to get them going. This is PE Square Phenomenal Epics. <laughs> Yeah. 
¿Qué tú te crees? Jodio cabrón. Yo hago lo que me da la gana. Y se lo conejo. Hoy se bebe, hoy se gasta. Hoy se fuma como un rata. Si Dios lo permite. Si Dios lo permite. Si Dios lo permite. Si Dios lo permite. Hoy se bebe, hoy se gasta. Hoy se fuma como un rata. Si Dios lo permite. Si Dios lo permite. Alright, y'all, we're back. And here we go. We're just gonna start it. Mike, Tony, how you guys doing? What's going on? Welcome to PE Squared, boys. How's it going? Life is good. It could good, be a little good, bit man. better. Can't complain. No complaints. Nice. Not today, anyway. Nice. Tony, let me ask you, bro. Let me start with you. Just give the the phenoms just a little brief overview of what you're about, of uh, what you've experienced, of what you've done. I mean, last time I seen you was 1998, June. So what have you done, bro? What's going on? But brief. You know, traveled a little bit, uh, got married, had kids, uh, lived a little while. And uh, well, when I left here, I left here in 2005. I left here in 2005. Went to London for a little while, spent a few months there with my wife. Um, after that, we went to, uh, I came back to Chicago, was here for a couple months, got my money up, went to New York for like five years, got married with my wife. Uh, then we moved down to, uh, to South Florida. We were there for nine years and then right back here to, to good old uh, side town area, Chicagoland area and neighboring suburbs. I'm in Aurora right now. So been here for two years, uh, got four kids, man. And, um, yeah, man, just, uh, living the dream as they say. That's what's hey, up. Where were you, where are you, uh, where are you originally from? Where were you uh, born and raised? I was born and raised on Chicago, Northside, man. I'm a Northsider. Cubs fan, of course. Had a boy, had a boy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So still celebrating. I'll be, I'll be celebrating for another 108 years. Another <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, uh, so for you guys to get a little, you know, more of a picture of my of the Tony, he was a he's super athlete. Tony, would you call yourself a super athlete or just an athlete now? Uh, I wouldn't say super athlete. I'd say I'd say pretty decent athlete. Absolutely, I could roll. I could run with the best of them. But um, but yeah, man, definitely an athlete. Still an athlete. In yeah. high school, this guy was ungodly, unworldly. Like he. Single-handedly, football took his little league junior bears to like beat teams that were stacked with future NCAA players. Went no over, doubt. played football with the great um, Coach Miller, and played with a couple more Division One AA players. And then uh, we were able to get him on the baseball team to steal bases. And you know, he took a base with him one time. So you know, we, we'll just we keep don't it want to too much. Don't spend too much time on that. <laughs> Don't, don't spend too much time on that. Let's let's just let's just have a newfound respect for baseball after that, man. I have a newfound so, respect for baseball. It humbled me. Baseball humbled me. You know what I'm saying? But so yeah, so you know, Mike is. A, I mean, Tony's a great, great athlete. Now we're gonna dive into Mike. Mike, Mike, who also is an athlete of his own. Uh, I mean, has been has been around, played a lot of sports in his days. Little little older gentleman, made more experience. Mike, give us a little brief overview of what you are and what you've uh, accomplished and what you've seen. Well, 
thanks for the introduction. You know, I am probably the oldest guy here. Maybe. Am I, Eric? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll say you are for today. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm 45. So uh, I'm 45. Yeah, right. He's like 60. He's 62. Very white. No, no. But yes, yes, Mike, you would be. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, self-made man, you know, um, did the grunt work like everybody does um, and, uh, and working and, and, and family life and all that. You live uh, back and forth, Chicago. I was in five. No, actually, you know, I, 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 um, I was raised uh, here in Chicago. I was, I was born in Puerto Rico. Mm. Um, and, um, uh, been, been in, in the north, uh, north side of Chicago and, and in the suburbs for the majority of my life. Okay. Okay. The, you know, 2005 was, was the pivotal year for me. Um, <laughs> that's when I decided to start my own business and, uh, was able to to launch from there and 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 make a niche for myself. Yeah, yeah. And the White Sox won the World Series too that year. So you're a White Sox fan. That yeah, that, that was the year. Yeah. Um, oh, I was able right. to get the I was able to get past fear, uh false evidence appearing real. Oh, okay. Nice. You know what? Once Mike, I did uh, that. Unfortunately, Mike, our connection with you has been cut off. I uh I didn't know you were a Sox fan. So <laughs> <laughs> I but before you leave us, uh, give us uh, give yourself some uh, some. What do you what is it? Uh, do you care to share your business with us? Is there a, a way to reach you? Is there something that we that we should know about your business? Is there something you do for the community? What is it that you do? No, no, because the the the, the line of business I am is 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 consulting, um, hotel travel consulting, and usually my clients are um, Fortune five hundred companies. Um, so not, not your typical local travel agency. It's more on the higher end, you know, typically clients like Hewlett Packard companies that spend $800 million in hotel spend alone, that kind of stuff. Dang you. Wow. Um, best, uh, best of luck. Continued success. The other, one of the things that Mike is into is, uh, classic cars, right, Mike? Oh yeah. So that's correct. Mike, what, what, being a classic car collector and dealer and uh, trader and all that, what, how has that shaped you? Is that more balance in your life or is that maybe it another is. It form is more of, your... of a balance. Okay. It is. It is. Tony, are you into classic cars or do you do more? Or do you do other? Absolutely. Actually, I'm in, the, I'm in the market for a 62, 63 Thunderbird Roadster convertible. So, yeah, man, hit me up. This <laughs> is the man to talk to, I guess. Yeah, no, because he, yeah, he's all over the place. He even goes to Meacham auctions. That's where I'm going to get my hot rod in about two years. Yeah, nice. So yeah, having your own business and and being blessed, um, and it enables you to do things that your wildest dream would never ever uh, imagine. Um, and Eric knows everything about me, so you know, um, uh, it. it, it it, it it pays to to become your own boss pretty much yeah. so trick is finding that niche what is it that i'm going to do that's yeah. going to allow me to earn unlimited money you know yeah uh, yeah we can be... find it if you can find it um then then uh, just have a passion for it um and and you will succeed 
We do um we do this thing where here I always talk about how capitalism is the root of all evil, but it's fantastic. So it is that right there. You know it, it is, but it's the way it is here in 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 the United States, and it's great because so many small business, so many successful businesses. Everybody can be their own boss and all that kind of stuff and prosper. But capitalism is the reason why. I mean, there's a war on drugs. There's a war on uh, there's always there was always a war back in the uh, 30s and 40s and 60s. There was always trying to because it was an economic builder and driver. But capitalism is, you know, it, it's strong. But, you know, you got to put the pull the reins back. But at the same time, you can do whatever you need to do to succeed. So. It's a good thing. Tony, are you an entrepreneur or what line of work are you into? Uh, absolutely. I am an entrepreneur. Just, just, uh, just to clarify a little bit, and it's my belief um, in terms of, uh, you know, you said uh, capitalism, the root of all evil. It's, it's, it's not the money that is the root of all evil. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. There's a key word in there that we constantly leave out and forget. Um, but yeah, I mean, to... Uh, I mean, to have money, to be entrusted with money is a big responsibility. Yeah. And not everyone can handle that responsibility. Right. What you industry know? are you in? What, uh, where's your... Uh, so right now I'm actually trading. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm a day trader. Okay, cool. Um, I've been doing that for a couple months. But like I said, man, I dabble. I dabble in this, dabble in that. Uh, I had a couple businesses myself. Um, my first business barely got off the ground. It was an organic t-shirt company called Wave. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept the name and uh, started a, an entertainment production company with my brother. Uh, we managed, uh, managed some musicians. Um, we're into all things media. Um, the artist we were managing is Mikey Dallas. He's a rapper out of the west side of Chicago. Actually, he's really good friends with, uh, with uh, FGB Duck. Who was the guy who was murdered on Oak Street? Yeah. What um, is your so rapper's name again? All that. So. What's the rapper's um, name again? I dabble, man. I dabble on a lot of things. You know, whatever I can get my hands on. To be honest with you. What's the rapper's name again? Your rapper again? What's his name? Uh, Mikey Dollars. Well, how you spell the last name? Uh, D O L L A Z. So uh, he and my brother have a mixtape um, called the um, Mikey Mikey the mixtape because they're both Mikey. My brother's Mikey, he's Mikey, so they call him Mikey the Mixtape. So, okay. uh, it's really good, man. If you get a chance, uh, yeah, we're on all the platforms. It's called Mikey the Mixtape, so check it out. Cool, cool. And uh, Silvio, what uh, your take? Your take on the entrepreneurship, capitalism, that kind of stuff? That's fantastic. I, you know, we 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 hit a lot of good points there. You know, money is is about greed at times. You know, people get a little excited about trying to do things, and uh, but it's not the evil, right? It's well said that wasn't the, no, the root. Of, the root of the evil really isn't there. Capitalism is what it is. It it helps drive our economic engine here in in this westernized world that we've grown very accustomed to, and and we we all have a, a great appreciation for it. The reality is also that you got to struggle for it. It's not something you just clap your hands and it happens. If it if it was that way, I, I've been clapping for a while and it's just not happening. But uh, you know, I. I believe that there's uh, some struggle that comes with it, but but it's good struggle, right? It's something that uh, you both have alluded to. It's about hard work. It's about dedication and, you know, finding that drive about what matters to you. So I spent time in the military. Uh, I was in law enforcement for 15 years. 
And uh, so in my career field and my travels have taken me to parts of the world and seen different cultures and, and gotten a chance to spend some time with different people. Uh, so I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, like many of us. And so, you know, the beauty of, of life really is, is what you guys are, you know, talking about is what do you do? And so for entrepreneurship, I'm all about it. There, there are many adventures that I've uh, listened to, I've entertained, I've contemplated many a times to go into business for myself. Uh, my, my niche right now is uh, the career field called physical security. It kind of ties into the, the, the big pull right now, the big words out there, cybersecurity. Uh, you know, working towards some of those certifications down the road and uh, maybe even, you know, contemplating going into some type of consulting or opening my own type of uh, business with, with that type of perspective. But for the most part, uh, entrepreneurship is a, is a phenomenal thing. It takes a certain personality to make that happen, uh, which is why I was saying, you know, hopefully we'll also include your links for, uh, for anything that you want to advertise about. Uh, this podcast for us is about getting that out there. It's letting the you know letting our our podcast community, as we call them, phenoms or anybody who cares to listen, about the the beauty of of being bicultural, the beauty of being someone from Chicago. You know, in this day and age, we hear so many negative things about Chicago in the media. Maybe that's a local flair, but it seems like internationally we're gaining this this infamy, and so we have to uh, also present what's important out there. And you know, from a bicultural point of view, I was born and raised in Chicago, and so. To me, the, the thing to do is to try to improve uh, not only myself, but also be a good member of society. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to that to that avail, I, I try to associate with good people and uh, see where I can help out and where I can fit in. Uh, so to say I'm working on, on getting my own business up and running, it's probably a stretch right now. But uh, for the most part, concentrating on family life, uh, paying the bills, keeping the lights on, and then, uh, you know, continuing to be as successful as I can. And so... You know, I'm glad you guys were able to come on the show. Hope you guys have a good time. The reality here is that we want to open it up, get your perspective on things. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing's really out of out of bounds unless you want it to be. So, mm -hmm. uh, with that, I'll toss it back to you, E. What do we got on the slate? What are you thinking? Well, I want to ask the gentleman here: How have how has COVID changed your world? Both of you. I'll start with Tony. That's a that's a great question. Usually, that's um, what happens here on uh, PE squared with you know, uh, phenomena epics. It, it, it uh, I can't say it's changed. I can't say it's changed a whole lot for okay. us. You know, we kind of you know our family in particular. We try to we try to live simple lives. Simple is a is a key word in how we try to do things in our household, and try to get off the grid. And sometimes, you know, go against the grain, um, not too much, you know, you don't want to go against the grain too much. You know I mean? You gotta, you gotta try to try to fit in, you know, get in where you fit in, in, in certain cases. But, um, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely been a blessing in the sense that, I mean, family game nights, movie nights, having sit down dinners with, with the family. Um, my mom stayed with us for a couple months. Uh, because she lives in the senior community and, uh, you know, that, that strengthened the bond with us and, and made my kids closer to their grandmother. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a half, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, man. I've always been like that. Eric, you know that about me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always try to put out good vibes, you know, as much as I can and, and stay positive, man. And look at the positive in things. Cause you know, the, the alternative is just not, 
just not worth it, man. Not worth the time, not worth the energy, you know? So uh, I can't say it's, it's changed a whole lot. I mean, it probably has in a, in a lot of respects, but I just don't see it. It's like you said, when you were, you know, when you, uh, when you first came on the show, uh, this segment, um, where you were just kind of saying like, you know, just go through life and just keep moving forward. Right. You know, right. just keep it moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say it's changed a whole lot. Right, cool. Cool. Uh, Mike, how about you? Keyword that I learned from you, fear mongering. <laughs> it literally has, um, you know, turned my business world upside down. If you can imagine, I'm in travel. So if corporations are not buying or outsourcing services, I'm out of business. Um, so it, it has impacted me financially, uh, mostly. Uh, but, you know, um, I, I, I can't complain. Um, you know, I tell people I've been in retirement since the age of 45. I'm going to turn 57. And you know this, Eric. Yeah. I, I lived a great life because, again, owning your own business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you can mess around and, and, and start up a new business play- if you wanted to. Right, right. That, this is why I picked up the hobby of collecting classic cars. At my peak, I had 37 classic cars. I had two full-time mechanics and a 10,000 square foot warehouse. I had a 40 foot yacht. I'd had six jet skis, motorcycles. But, you know, over the years, because of the economics and the uncertainties of here in the United States, every year's been going down, down, down. And so there's been an impact for me, but I don't complain because I was I was living the dream. Do you think yeah. do you think that big cities do you think that they're pretty much like the exodus because you hear the exodus of California, New York or mainly LA, but New York and they're going into smaller cities like Austin and San Antonio? And you see here in Chicago, I thought I would never leave Chicago. But all you gentlemen, including Silvio, have had your times out in the burbs and the neighboring suburbs. And I'm even considering moving out of the city. Um, do you think that city life and city living is basically going to be, it's just not going to be the same and it's going to change drastically? Yes. Mm. Tony? I, I do believe that. I do believe that. Um and you know this to be true. Um, you can buy a 4,500 square foot uh, home sitting on two acres of land yeah. for the same price as what you can buy here, one bungalow that's uh, 30 by 125. Yep, yep, yep. Wow, Tony, what do yeah, you think? Man, uh, absolutely. Um, I, used to do, I did a real estate in, uh, in Manhattan for a little while. Uh, I worked for a company called City Habitat. Okay. And um, I was doing, uh, I started off doing rentals. And um, I mean, you're talking about $1,000 a square foot in Manhattan versus, I mean, what did some of us probably pay for our homes? Maybe $140, $150, $160 a square foot. Mm. It's 10 times more expensive. Now, granted, given what's happened with COVID, I mean, I think sale prices in Manhattan are down like something like 30%. Mm-hmm. 
So as far as Manhattan goes, I mean, you can get some deals, you know, some pretty, pretty good deals. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's definitely changed. It's going to change the scope, uh, as far as city life goes, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely get, you get more bang for your buck in in you know, places like the suburbs and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it's like, especially if the bars and the street festivals and the restaurants, if they don't come back flourishing, there's no reason to be in the city. Cause that's the reason why you want to be a, Able to go downstairs, you know, get into a bar, mess around, and then get out, you know. But and then the crime thing: cops are not doing anything these days. They're just, you know, they're they're forced to put their arms down. Uh, Silvio and I have conversations about that all the time. Him being in law enforcement, um, it, it it's it, to me, it's just not the appeal. The appeal's not there anymore. Silvio, stop spinning your cup. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's, you know, there's a lot to be said there, and 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 the, you know, the the appreciation that I would take away from what you guys are saying, as as to move the ball forward here, where where do you guys see it going here in Chicago? Whether, you know, we want to look at it as post COVID or even directly, I, I like to, you know, move these these conversations on a micro and macro view. Uh, micro to me meaning in the in the suburban area I'm in, the northwest suburbs, you know, life here is 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 pretty decent. In the sense of where I'm, I'm moving around. Uh, I try not to leave my bubble right now. I'm, I'm comfortable at home. I'm as snug as a bug. There's no real reason for me unless I, I move around to go get some groceries and things like that. But you know, the the appeal for me, uh, growing up in the city, uh, and in the Chicagoland area, there was the allure of being able to go into the city and then and leave the city. Uh, I really was never drawn to. Uh, I lived in Wrigleyville for a little bit, but. You know, the idea of, of, of bar hopping, it just kind of loses its luster as you get older. Uh, at least it did for me. No, you're and right. My, you're right. 100. In my mid-30s, I was lucky enough to meet uh, my, my now wife who, who wanted to tolerate me for a while longer. And so hopefully she'll stick around through all the fun. And, uh, you know, and, and that's what I focus on. So on a macro level, COVID does have its impact. Uh, I don't see COVID as a uh, as a maybe in some ways as, as, as he and I have gone back and forth, he sees it one way, uh, maybe not to- totally an extreme, but he sees it as a, as a, as something that'll go away. He's more in line with, as I like to say, his boy Trump. Uh, <laughs> but I look at it as something that needs to be taken care of and that we should have done a better job as yes. a whole. I'm not putting it all on the president uh, or his administration completely, but that's who we look for, for leadership. That's who we've looked at in, in, in most cases. Uh, you know, that's what we pay taxes for, right? So yeah. the world we the world I live in is I want answers. I want response. I want responsibility. I want action from the people who I pay to put in those positions. So for me, as far as COVID goes, there's been an effect in the sense of what I do. It hasn't infringed upon my freedom in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but I'm more used to it. And from a military background, uh, it was all about you know it was a group setting. When one person messed up, we all got to pay the price. So in this setting, it's the same mindset for me. If we're a, a lot more cautious and we take a little more consideration for each other, we can still function. We just have to, you know, adjust. And so I found that uh, on a macro view, that's where we're struggling. Where in, in most cases, American culture and those of us who are Americanized uh, are struggling to want to pivot because we're used to having that, that mindset of we've got all this freedom. The reality is, in, in my mind, I guess not the reality, but my reality is we've not really had that freedom. We enjoy the sense of freedom and maybe in some ways a false sense of, of freedom. Uh, but that's where it also leads into with, with law enforcement. You know, we do have the right to 
voice our opinions. And in this day and age, with social media and everything else that we have at our fingertips, our, our voices can go further. And so, you know, where do we stand as a society? That's that's my biggest concern. And on the micro level in the Chicagoland area, what do we do to help each other out? You know, and to top it all off, we also have to get even more finite and say, well, what kind of impact does it have on me? What's it doing to me personally? And so that's not so much complaining as it is trying to be honest enough to say, well, I want to survive this. I want to get past COVID. I want to see, you know, post-COVID days. Uh, but that that's a big impact. Like I said in the beginning, uh, I lost a family member who's in, uh, God rest her soul, and, and she was she was in Mexico, um, and, they're, and they're struggling with the pandemic. So, you know, it's not just a, an American thing. We're all struggling, and, and that's the idea here is that the world is globalized. We're all interconnected. And so, you know, I would wrap it up by saying the way I look at things moving ahead in post-COVID, how do we move ahead? What are we doing, and how do we strive? And so that's the tougher question for me is to, is to say, can I get used to a different uh, mentality moving forward. And for me, I, I was a bit of a germaphobe. I don't know about you guys, but uh, as much as I might enjoy uh, chewing tobacco, <laughs> it has its own set of poisons. But by the reality, you know, coughing and sneezing and not covering your cough and, you know, having, having better hygiene, um, that's a great pivot. You yeah. know, in the, in the future, we're going to have more uh, products out there that, that people will probably want to pay attention to. And then hopefully, if nothing else, uh, people start learning to wash their hands a little more frequently. Yeah. Well, look, with that thought right there, I'm going to come back and ask you guys several questions about the COVID and facts and stuff like that. But um, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to stop the recording here, reset, because we're going to kick, we're getting kicked off of Zoom. So I'm going to reset it and then get right back on and go right back into it. And in another 20 minutes, we should be done. So we'll be right back after. Uh, check out our sponsors because they're interested in this episode. And we're hoping that this episode might become three three part series. So uh, we'll be right back after these messages. She grew up around here on the southwest side where the corn grows up to the roadside. Went to high school here, got the Panther pride. She'll be cheering them on every Friday night. Couldn't help but shine with a heart like that New York call when she turned 21 But she never forgot where she came from I need a pretty little homegrown hometown girl Alright, we're back now We're letting the guys set up We're letting the guys come back on But I'm going to start with Tony The COVID thing Like new normal Going forward All this stuff Facts and people not even changing their mind about facts, right? Like they take facts and they throw them in the garbage, like all these Trumpers. So the new normal stuff, what's going to happen? How is, what is new normal? For me, I think there is no new normal, bro. We're just going to have to wash our hands, sometimes put a mask on, sometimes not. And then go to concerts and go to football games because that's what's going to happen. What do you think? Well, I think, uh, I mean... I think a lot of a lot of that's only gonna last until we get a vaccine. A vaccine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, I mean it, it just is what it is right now. We gotta we gotta lean on the side of caution. I mean we gotta we gotta sanitize, we gotta wash our hands, we gotta wear the masks, we just we gotta socially distance. 
we just got to do it, man. We just got to bite the bullet until, you know, basically we get a vaccine. You know, we, God forbid there's a second wave of this thing. And then, um, you know, who, who knows? Who knows where we're at then? But, I mean, until we get a vaccine, I mean, this is going to be what it is. Mm. Plain my, and simple. My wife is in, um, she's in the medical field. And they're saying that there's been already three waves. And I'm, and I'm like, where have I been? Because I don't understand that. But Mike, new normal. What is what is new normal? Um, what is new normal for you? Do you like? I was just telling Tony. I think the new normal is full of shit. And I was ready for new normal. I was ready for mask. I was ready for gloves, shield. I was ready. I was ready to go to concert, go to football game, go have a beer with Silvio, cigar with Tony, and you know having to wear a mask. I think that's shit. I think it's shit. What do you think? It, it, it is that it, that may be uh, the new normal uh, where you're going to have to um, have a mask if you're going to go somewhere where there's public. But that's not the case. I mean, I'm in, I, when I go to my shop in Round Lake, the mailman's not wearing a mask and he comes and he shakes my hands and says hi. You know, when <laughs> when when the UPS guy or the Federal Express guy comes, they they get um distracted and start talking about a car they're not wearing a mask right um, right I, I know is you know following the protocol that's been given to us by government and uh uh you know we wear the mask and then and, uh, and and keep the distance just just like uh tony said how about But, how about facts though how about facts i think there's more see look it to me to me this is just my opinion guys you don't have to get angry at me But I think this is not a pandemic. It is spreadable and contagious, yes. But a pandemic to me is like dying on the streets, is Ebola, is AIDS. It's it's that kind of measles outbreak, that kind of stuff where these guys are dying on the streets and there's no end in sight. And, you know, that's part of the fear mongering. But facts, right? So facts come in, facts go, facts go. And nobody gets this fact stuff. Like, no, no. well, you know what? That's your facts. How many times, Silvio, have I lost my shit when somebody tells me those are your facts? What? What the? What the fuck are my facts? <laughs> what do you think, Tony? <laughs> what is that about? Of COVID. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think the, I think the facts, quotation, are are skewed because because of our leadership. Ah, there you go. What is what is what is going on right now is a reflection of our leadership. And you know, not to offend anyone, but it's not to offend anyone, but it's the history of this country where we're always a day late and a dollar short. We're always we're always handling things where okay, well we'll we'll put a band-aid on it and and we'll wait till later and figure it out. And with this particular situation, we saw that 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 could be catastrophic. You have to get ahead of this thing. Yeah, you know, I read yeah. a headline today that 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 they have you know Trump on on tape, um, basically having knowledge and downplaying the pandemic since February. Right, right. You know, and even before that, even maybe even October, November. I would have thought this was a perfect situation for him to shut down everything, to say, no, nope, no immigrants. That's it. Done. And he would have just ran off with it. Everybody would have been so pissed off. So and then next thing you know, March, April, May, no COVID, no nothing. Everybody's cool. Baseball starting, basketball finished. Everything is fine. And he would have, he would have 
cut off all the immigrants. Everything would have been fine. I thought this was a perfect situation for him. But nope. Nope. And the thing about it is just facts. Like, it just drives me back bonkers. And the other thing is this. Opinions. Right? I love opinions. Our show is based on opinions. By the way, we have great opinions, gentlemen. Because it's I and Silvio. So our opinions are fantastic. But it's based on that. Everybody's allowed an opinion. And you got to understand that opinions change, right? Mike, how many times have you encountered people, just general, your mailman or your mechanic, yeah. that their opinion changes? It does. I mean, because they allow the news, the media to, yeah. to you know, change their opinion. Tony, Tony you. what do you think, Tony? What do you think about the opinions? Well, opinions matter. They matter 100%. Absolutely. The other thing is, and the other thing is, I have a right to change my opinion if I so well choose. Exactly. Because not only do opinions, not only do opinions change, but quotation mark facts change. (laughs) Well, you know, that's I think I think that's actually where you know. So to E's question that. You know where do where does this uh, concept of all oh, those are your facts, and I think that speaks to that point. You know uh, everything you guys have just said. It's not so much that it's my facts versus your facts. What it, what it is is how we interpret the information. You know we we've talked about before on the show whether it be capitalism or stats or uh, various topics, but the reality for me continues to be what what is my reality on that? What's my perception on that? And if my perception is one thing, there's very little you can do to con- you know convince me otherwise. So it, it depends on how all this is impacting you. For me, I, I believe this is a pandemic because it fits the definition, you know, to to have to kind of put it to an extreme like ease looking at it where you have, you know, people just dying on the street. It is at that level, but it's not being seen at that level because people are starting to take precautions. And whether it's an administration that, that doesn't do or does do, uh, because, again, it's going uh, micro and macro level. This all started by saying, OK, well, this is how we're going to handle it. And to your point as well, uh, Tony, when you were talking about leadership, that, that's crucial. And so it does affect certain areas differently. And so that's going to change your opinion. If I tell you climate change is real, if I tell you COVID is real, you're going to look out your window and go, what do you mean? Well, how should that impact me or why should it matter to me? So that, I hope that answers your question, E, that that's where people come up with, well, those are your facts. Right. Because in your opinion, that's what matters. And so it's opinion driven. In our world, our lives are opinion-driven, and it's well said that, you know, along the lines of freedom of speech, it's also our right to believe whatever we want to believe or not believe, and that doesn't really, right? That hasn't really ever changed. This isn't just because of this new administration or the world we're living in. That's just how it's always been. But bro, if I'm we successful, but we don't I'm have, doing something. That's, that's that's what's good. Yeah, but we don't have individual facts, bro. Facts are facts. We have individual opinions. Well. That's the thing. Of course. But narrative, that's, too. That's the thing. Narrative we, we, is we've one changed, thing. We've, we've changed that jargon, though, right? I mean, yeah, in the lexicon yeah. of how we, we speak to each other, Fox what news. we say is, well, Fox this, news. Is, right? this is what we. This is what's true to me. This is the truth, right? And so when, when you say, well, hold on a second. Why is that true to you? Well, the facts are. And you found whatever facts you wanted to hang on to, and you based your opinion on that. That doesn't mean that you're wrong in, in the sense of wanting to demonize you. That just means, okay, well... The facts still are these. Yeah. And the only version of the facts you're looking at might be this line or this mm-hmm. paragraph or this particular point of view on it. Yeah. So that's what's difficult is the way we speak to each other. Yeah. The facts at the end of the day, what's irrefutable is what's actually happening. But so, that doesn't mean that I see it. 
Yeah, so Tony, you brought him up. You brought up leadership, Tony. So you brought up Silvio's boy, Donald Trump. If he loses the election, bro, if he loses the election, what is he going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, that's... Uh... Any anything and everything, man. I don't put anything. I don't put anything past this guy. I think he's you gonna know. go off, dude. He's gonna go off and just push all the buttons. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I really don't know, man. He's he's too unpredictable, man. This guy. He's too unpredictable. He he's way not, too unpredictable. He will not give Biden any kind of time of day. He's going to just say, election's rigged, I'm out, I resign. I mean, he's, well, he's already saying that. Yeah. He's already yeah. saying that. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? What do you think he's going to do, I Mike? I say the United States, the United States is um, following the footsteps of Rome. Oh. Rome as a powerhouse crumbled within, and that's happening to the United States. Mm. Mm. Hey, well, those are your facts. Those are your facts. <laughs> okay. I gotta open up my history books for that one. You know, it's uh, it is it is it is a good point to bring up that you know that's where a lot of you know going on a micro level, right? But that's where that's where a lot of personal entrepreneurship fails when you can't figure out how to get your your business off the ground, and you start to find leadership failing, uh, mentorship, and and good solid business practice failing from within. Your company's not going to last long or whatever you're trying to get into. And that, that works across the board on everything in life. You know, I, I didn't make it through life by accident. I did what was rational. I followed what was out there. So there were steps to do. And there are things that were logical and things that weren't. And I still made a decision. I had an opinion on what I saw was factual. When somebody said, you know, for an example, don't go down that road because it's a one-way road. But I looked at it as like, well, yeah, but I can go down that road and I can still make it. Well, the fact was, I shouldn't have gone down that road, but I did. That's, that was my choice. So we have choice, and that's why you know, I've kind of gotten caught up on the idea that uh, this is a, an infringement of rights and, and, this, and the things that we're doing is, is terrible and it's not the American way. All this is about just being a human being, understanding that life has things that work and don't work. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you look at it as a simple statement of what are the facts, well, there was a show on it that was quality right back in the day called The Facts of Life. And, you know, that's just, well, that's just how we You know we what, Mike? It. I do think, uh, Mike, I think you're not the oldest on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Silvio. Oh, my God. Facts, facts of, of life, life bro. Silver spoons. Tootie. Tootie. Hey, that reminds me. So we brought up Trump. So it's a perfect segue into our segment of Just Stupid Shit. Right, Silvio? So... Just yeah. stupid shit. To me, I ran into just stupid shit the other day. Stop signs in big streets, bro. That's got to end. That's got to stop. How do we stop stop signs on major streets? This is not we the roads. Stop. These are not roads. Like, Central should not That's why have stop signs. people are going to move to the suburbs. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what? Did you have any stupid shit this recent, uh, Silvio? Any kind of stupid shit going on in your in your neck of the woods? Yeah, actually, it's funny. Uh, my, Mike brought it up. Uh, just stupid shit. My mailman keeps coming up to the door trying to talk to me. This man's got to understand. He's not wearing a mask. He's all about, you know, how you doing today? I'm like, dude, 
Do you, did you need to knock on the door? You couldn't have left this package on the on the door. I mean, he wants uh, that man. He wants that man rhythm. You know, he wants that man. You know, just that man vibe from you. That's what I can he tell wants. you. He's he's knocked on the door more this this COVID season, if you want to call it that. But during COVID, he's knocked on the door more often just to shoot the breeze than he has in the entire six years we've lived here. Uh, in most cases, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he like frisbeed the packages to the door. And this year, he's just been knocking on the door. You know, fits in the mailbox, but he's still yeah. knocking on the door. I thought I'd hand this to you. I'm like, well, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Tony, any any just stupid shit for you? Oh, man, too too much, man, too much. Why are people always freaking honking me, man? Why are you honking me, bro? Are you a bad driver, bro? Are you a bad driver? It just... No, bro. You know what? If you if you, and if you're honking me, I'm gonna honk back because I'm gonna assume that you're honking at me because like you know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you honking at me for? Jesus Christ! Yo, don't you ever look at your GPS and see you're going 90 miles an hour and maybe it added a minute to your drive? I mean, so what? How, how much faster did you get there? Seriously, is your life worth it? Like, come on. No. Bro, another one of my just stupid shits. My hubcaps, which on my rims, they're the little plastic hubcaps. They're garbage as all get up. Probably the worst manufactured item in the history of manufactured items. And they That's break off. And they break off. Far. Mike, what is your just stupid shit recently? For me, it's the, the same thing he, uh, uh, Tony just hit on. You know, I, I drive from Chicago, the Dunning neighborhood, to Round Lake every day. And wow. every day I get on the highway is the same thing. It seems like everybody's late for work and everybody's at the Autobahn going 100 miles per hour. And I'm going 70. And they're flashing the lights and telling me to get out of the way. Move. Move. I got places to be, baby. Move. Late for work, but then there's COVID. Oh, my God. Late for work. That's the thing I get on Silvio for. I'm like, listen, bro. Tell me where's COVID. You know what happens, bro? Like, Tony, you said it. We're a day late, a dollar short, right? That's what America is, right? Well, I've learned the last 25 years in Chicago, we're just always late. We were late for global warming because just two years ago, no, last year, I was in a polar vortex. The inside of my ass hairs were frozen for three days in polar vortex at O'Hare Airport. I was working with United, Tony, and... I was layered up to the gills. I thought, oh, you know what? I've been to Bears games like this. I'm maybe three layers. Didn't work. Didn't work. And I was like, where's global warming, bro? Where is global warming? And now I'm wondering where is COVID because the streets are jam-packed. What's going on? We got to do something about your labeling point of view, man. I mean, you know, you're looking for global warming to mean that we're, we're living somewhere yeah, right on I top changed, of the I changed that since it's climate change. I understand. All right. Your facts. Right. I get it. I get it. All right. That's my facts right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Well, check this out. You were mentioning globalization. You guys are mentioning globalization. Did you know, any of you guys, you know, raise your hand if you knew this, that the World War II battleships all over, the ones that got sunk and blasted and whatever there's over 6,000 battleships and tankers that are in the world's oceans and they're deteriorating they're deteriorating and about four to five hundred of them have like oil tanks that are like I don't know Two tons. I don't know. There's so much that they can change the ecosystem. Wait, these are, as we know. These are from World War II. From World, these are War, from II. World War II. Yep. Wow. 
And that is deteriorating. All the stuff is deteriorating right now. And it costs so much money to clean up. But who is responsible? Who should be responsible for that? Should it be the Japanese? Should it be the Germans? Should it be the ones that brought them down? The Germans, U-boats, knocked out a lot of these tankers, a lot of these battleships. Should they be the ones to clean up? Are they all U.S.? They're no, all U.S.? No, no, no. They're U.S., they're uh, Nor Norwegian, they're Germany, they're uh, Russian, uh, they're oh, Japan. Wow. They're all different areas. This is all over the, wor all over the world. It's 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 fantastic. It's so it's like extraordinary. I never thought of it because you know why mainstream media doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't turn on the lights for the mainstream media. So, so why don't we get together? Why don't we get together? Start a hedge fund and invest in these things, man, and turn them turn them into something like they go. did with the six hundred six. There you bro. go. There you go. You know Mike? What I'm turn them into museums. Turn them into uh, freaking golf courses. Turn them into freaking. You know, like they did the, the pumps to Dubai, do freaking the, the the tennis court and uh, on water type shit. You know? What I'm yeah, saying? yeah. I mean, trademark. just do it, bro. Just the buy them. Right trademark. trademark, trademark. Don't yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing. That's what you know because they gotta get the oil out from the ocean, and some of these things go like two hundred meters down. I mean, it's remarkable to me that that is not even being mentioned. And in about the next 15 years, these things are going to continue to deteriorate and there's just going to be tons and tons of oil just leaking out into the oceans. So, you know, there's probably an opportune moment here to say those are your facts, because I'm pretty sure there are plenty of organizations out there that actually have been monitoring this and been probably screaming from the top. Well, of their OSHA. Mind. Is it OSHA? Is it OSHA? The one that mm -hmm. the one that does the weather? Is it OSHA? OSHA. They're the ones that are they they, they had put the onus on the. Uh, what's that other form? The the forgotten military. Look at it. They're so forgotten. I don't even know the name of them. The the ones that fly the orange helicopters. What are the they called? Coast Guard. Coast Guard. Wow. The military <laughs> man doesn't even know about a military well, faction. They don't. It's not really orange. It's more of a red. But go oh, on. Go yeah. On. Well, the Coast Guard has the responsibility of doing all the cleanup, and they're saying, no, no, no. We'll wait. We'll wait and see. Be, you know, you would think that this is more money for the Coast Guard. No, no. We'll wait and see. Huh. Interesting. It's interesting. I don't get it. I don't get it. Profiteering, Profiteering and, and capitalism. At capitalism. Finest, but, Look at that. You know, it, it's a matter of what, what makes money for the world, right? And so if it's not lucrative to go out and, and take the oil from some of these rigs, uh, they're not going to do that. It's just what it is. And we're going to, you know, probably bask in some oily uh, seafood. But, you know, it, there, there's so many things out there. And again, that's why I always, uh, we, you know, he and I have some moments where we clash. Because there's so many things that are not on our radar. On a micro and macro vision for me, there are so many things I just don't, I don't pay attention to. It doesn't mean that, you know, volcanoes are real. Uh, the, the Earth's crust and plate tectonics is, is a real issue. Uh, our ocean levels are real issues. Climate change is a real issue. So there are a lot of issues there's out there. There's a lot of issues, man. That's the other thing we talk about on the show, too, is that, you know, we're overwhelmed with information. And so sometimes what we can do is just focus on what we focus on. And that's where a lot of our sayings come from, for, you know, kind of a, a, an attack on each other and, and saying, well, those are your facts. Well, <laughs> it's factual. You know, I, I researched that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and so it matters to me. It may not matter to you, you know, and, and that's kind of where uh, I was joking earlier about being a White Sox fan or a Cubs fan here in Chicago. It's very divisive. Right. And so we we could probably throw that kind of, uh, you know, insult back and forth at each other. Well, those are your facts that the Cubs suck. And. And, and, and it's my fact. Jesus Christ, can you stop? 
Can you stop? I'm going insane. I'm going insane. You already you were. Oh my god, you're facts. You're facts. Oh goodness. Well, the, the, the fact the fact of the matter is, is that facts are not always relevant. Like there you if go. I'm talking if I'm talking about if I'm talking facts about basketball, it's not relative to facts about baseball. You know what I'm saying? They don't always, you know what I'm saying? They don't always agree. They don't always, they're not always connected. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. always make sense. They That's don't true. always apply. That's true. But, you know, well, you, when, not when you, always they're not always relevant. Excuse me. When you're, always, when you're using a fact for your case or for that case, it should be like part of the, rel- the, the relevant or the narrative. Um, what, oh, yeah. Go ahead. What'd you say, Silvio? You got something to mumble? You're mumbling there. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to close it up by saying that, uh, you know, the fact is, if you're playing at Wrigley, you can hit a honron that lands in the basket. <laughs> I'm saying. Hey, ladies little and little gentlemen. You think, you, you think cinema tries to tell us about these facts? <laughs> cinema? You're talking <laughs> about movies? Movies? Oh, yes. hey, movie filmmakers are, for, are fortune tellers. They yes. predict the future. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm serious. I grew the up Simpsons. in the industry. The I grew up in the industry. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I grew yeah. up in the industry. Those are your friends. Are the, uh, they're the they're the window to the world, man. Those they are, are privy. They are privy to information that we are not privy to. You know, no. the Simpsons have uh, have really been uh, pioneers in that sense. So there's 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 some there's some factual information. It's true. Some truth. Tony, you said you grew up in the uh, movie industry and stuff. Have you ever thought about doing some media stuff? You said you're a manager. Maybe we should like get in more involved with you so you can do something with our with our podcast and our media stuff. I mean, I, absolutely. Like I said, man. I mean, I, I, I dabble, man. I mean, I grew up in the industry. I uh, I got my 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 first um my first national commercial when I was four years old, my dad, my dad is really the actor. I just call myself a son of an actor basically, <laughs> but my dad's a real actor, man. He did a lot of the, uh, feature films That's that came out of Chicago in like the late eighties and early nineties. So yeah, man. Yeah. I remember your dad. How was he doing? I remember him. Good guy. He's good, man. He's good. Retired, retired after at 55 with his SAG pension and you know, still, still doing stuff, man. Yeah. He was an actor. He was, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, Seen him getting chased by Steven Seagal that one time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you got chased. I'm gonna show you guys that clip if I can find it. I'm gonna show you, you know, guys that clip. Now. That's a gif. It's like you a gotta, gif. You gotta throw. You gotta throw it out there. Then who's your dad? Who's? Uh, let's give him some. Uh, his name's uh, his name's Juan Ramirez. Juan okay. Ramirez. Right. He uh, he's an actor above all adventures and babysitting, child's play. You know, he did a lot of the films that came out of Chicago, man. So, do you remember child's play where she bought the like bootleg doll? So the hobo who sold her it the doll was her dad. It wasn't bootleg, but she bought it in the alley. He was the bum who sold the doll to the lady yeah. in child's play. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, the bum, the peddler. His, his, and he did his, a, such a good job. Like it was like, oh shit, that's your dad, bro. He's like, yeah, bro. Like you bullshit, and Tony was always like, "Yeah, bro, yeah, bro." <laughs> it was great. He, a, he got a raw deal, though, man. He's always either getting getting killed or getting his ass beat. <laughs> but at least, at least they let him speak, though. They let him speak. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. He did really well, man. Really well. So you know, well, I think that that was a good. It was kind of like a good, you know, it was refreshing to hear the macro points of all you guys here. And now I'm going to bring you guys into my world. You know, Silvio, 
He's usually piggybacking. I'm carrying him all the time on this show. He's, you know, this typical. But we're going to go into the world of sports when we come back. And we're going to talk about football. And I know, Silvio, you know what? If you want to go have a smoke break, I know this is not your realm. But you talk about guns, bro, and I don't even know about guns. So uh, Mike, Mike is a gun toter. Like, he went to Wyoming recently or Montana, said he had to carry a yep. gun. So... <laughs> so we're gonna come back talk some sports maybe we'll throw some guns in there i don't know tony you are in the burb so who knows you probably 50, grab guns 50, too. Fifty thousand rounds that's how much i own Fifty thousand rounds damn hey sylvia are you getting a chub uh, i'm gonna have to go over there uh, <laughs> what's up mike uh, i'll be right over we'll be right You're back gonna come and spend uh, uh you know Spend some of these bullets because, you know, they cost a lot of money. We'll be right back to talk about that and close out this epic, epic show. But I kind of don't want to close it out. We're going to have to do this live someday, one day soon, um, because this is just really getting good. It's really good. good. And I would love to see the topics that Mike and Tony bring back. And um, we'll see if we can get into more detail. But we'll come back with some sports and uh, we'll get in. We'll get into it. We'll be back for P.E. Square. Yes, there's more to this episode. It's just on the next episode of P.E. Squared Phenomenal Epics. Check us out. Peace.